Welcome to the Berks Queers, a podcast about LGBTQ plus happenings in Berkshire County and beyond with Sam Backus and Sean Hollenbach. Hello, Sam Backus. How are you? Oh, I am good, Sean. So lovely to be here with you. Yes, it is. I know it's been a while. Uh, there's a lot been going on just between vacation and entire summer. <laughs> it feels like. Oh, yeah. The, the summer's been just wild mm-hmm. here in Berkshire's. And just, I am just so excited for you and what's going on. There's a move. There's just amazing things. Your, your photography business is booming, which is so exciting. Yeah, it's been amazing. I've had the pleasure of working with seniors in high school. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're hitting it's the thing. <laughs> That would be fun. I'd love to do some like senior portraits at the senior center, putting it out there. (laughs) Um, You know, and yeah, my partner and I are getting ready for a move to Chatham, New York, in this beautiful horse farm, which is going to be amazing. You know, I survived COVID yet again. It was awful, but yay to antiviral medicine. Woohoo! Woohoo to that. Highly recommend it. And uh, what about you? What are you doing? What have you, what is like, you just came back from a nice little ocean trip. Yeah, I went to Narragansett in Newport, Rhode Island. I got my first monkeypox vax. I'm getting my second one on Thursday. Uh, my in-laws are coming in tomorrow, which should wow. be super fun, all the way from Nashville. That's wonderful. What's going on? Weren't they just up here? Or was that like last year? I have no concept of time. That was my sister-in-law and her husband. Uh, Okay, got it. uh, Which will be really fun. So first time ever coming to the Berkshires. So they'll, we're showing them all around. We're going to take them, we're taking them to the opera at the Berkshire Opera Festival, Don Giovanni. Wonderful. Yeah, we're doing that. We're just going to take them to all the sites. They want to come to the barn. They want to come to the coffee shop. They want to see Great Barrington. We're going to take them up to Pittsfield. So there, there's a lot to lot to happen this, this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Take them to a fun gay bar. What oh, gay bar? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish. <laughs> We're working on that. We're working on that. We are working on that indeed. But speaking of gay things happening in the Berkshire County, I am so excited for our first interview. With Michael and Cass. Yes. People. It's so wonderful. They're so great. If you don't know them, it's um, Cass Santos China and Michael Taylor from Berkshire Pride. Uh, they were two of the people instrumental in putting together this wonderful event. And we got to hear a little bit of insight into why they did, how it started, and where they wanted to go over time. They do a lot more work behind the scenes than I think either one of us really realize. Like they have a wonderful vision. So I really. You know, I hope that they can get the resources support necessary to really expand and help the LGBTQ community, like the growth, the events, just more, 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 more. No, you're right, Sam. They've been doing so much. And I hope you all enjoy this interview after the break. Are you an LGBTQ business owner or have a queer event coming up? 
and want to be listed on our website or even do an interview on this podcast, email us at info at or even show your BRQ pride by getting some merch on our site. You can do that at burksqueers.com. We are so excited today. We have two of the organizers of the Berkshire Pride, Cass and Michael. We're so glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe have Cass start. Um, I'm Cass Santos China. Uh, I am Director of Operations for Berkshire Pride. And I've been working with Berkshire Pride for, I think, about four years now. So it's been a journey. Hey everyone, I'm Michael Taylor. My pronouns are he, him. I have been working on the Berkshire Pride Committee, planning committee since its inception, um, which I believe was 2017 now, um, thinking back. So um, it's been quite a journey um, to see how far everything has come. And I am a lifelong Berkshire resident. So um, yeah, I'm excited to chat more about Berkshire Pride today. That's incredible that Pride, the Berkshire Pride has been around for so many years. I mean, outside of this year, what have been the challenges that you faced, you know, from its inception, then over COVID and then to what happened this year? I know it's a pretty lengthy question there. I mean, I think challenges have been, you know, getting enough volunteers and committee members to help out. And then as we've expanded, so our, our sort of network um, needed more people, need more folks to volunteer. And then as we have had consistent volunteers and committee members, you know, things have gotten a little easier, but then we run into challenges as we've also grown with like the city and stuff like that. Um, but through COVID, I think every, not just Berkshire Pride, but I mean, just everyone in general was just sort of like kind of down and kind of like not really wanting to participate in much stuff. So I think in 2020, we kind of postponed, postponed, postponed. And then we didn't really have anything going on, even though we had prepared, you know, prior to March, we had really prepared for some things. And then in 2021, we had a little something, a little small something, and people were really showing that they wanted to participate. They wanted to get going again. So I thought that was pretty nice. And then you guys know this year was a big bang. So. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would um, I would add to that, um, Cass, I mean, really nailed that. Um, I think the only other challenge I see and will probably continue to be somewhat of a challenge as, as we continue to better ourselves is just like the outreach and the networking to, you know, Berkshire County as a, as a whole, and then maybe even reaching beyond Berkshire County. But um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe probably too far ahead. So, you know, obviously I would like to um, better our outreach and networking through um, the county first um, and you know how do we best reach north and south county and not be so centralized you know Pittsfield and Lenox and and you know this little center area but um, you know and then futuristically how we kind of maybe start pulling in some of our you know neighboring cities like you know as far as like Northampton and Albany and um, you know because we are so central to those bigger bigger cities um, so so I do see that as, you know, an ongoing um, challenge. I mean, amazing job this year. I, I just have to applaud you, uh, just how incredible it was and, and actually seeing such great representation, not even just from uh, LG, LGB part, but also seeing uh, lots of trans representation and a lot mm -hmm. of gender diversity this year. So I just applaud you for being so open and, and really making it a safe space for for the whole community to come out and enjoy and 
So I thank you for absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. Yeah, it was a really amazing event. Very well done. And I think it was so, I love that it was in Pittsfield. You know, like I am a native myself and watching the city of Pittsfield transform and become just so community-based, which is amazing. Yeah. When the committee started, did you feel the city of Pittsfield was very like welcoming and receptive? Thinking like in terms of the first year? Yeah. I mean, I don't have that much experience with first year, but I know it was a very small group of people working together. Michael can probably yeah. speak more about that. But I think like city-wise, it, they were pretty interested in participating and helping out any way that's that they great. could. I mean, that's my experience. They've, I've always yeah. had good experiences, challenges policy-wise, but not really pushback or any kind of negative negativity at all from the city. Yeah. Is that your experience, Michael? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, um, anybody on the city side, like leadership wise, um, you know, and on the, the internal city planning committee, they were super open, super, um, helpful, willing to help and wanting to make it a success. And, you know, as Cass said, it, it was a very, very small group of people trying to work to put this together who were also, I think, very unsure of themselves and how this was going to go, um, mm-hmm. and, and very anxious. So having that support, um, was, um, helpful, but very critical for us to have just considering that, um, kind of self-conscious, uh, thing that was going on between all of us and, and being worried, you know, are people even going to show up? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, there was just so many uncertainties, so many un- unknowns. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, if I can add I, that uncertainty, of people showing up, I still feel like every year, like this year, I'm like, what if we do this thing and no one's going to be here? And especially for the parade, I was so worried that, and I think that's an every year thing, but hopefully I feel like we're pretty established now. And then maybe people will just like actually seek out Berkshire Pride events. So, but I think uh, uh, going back to the outreach, Michael talked about, he's spot on bringing in North and South County more. We definitely need to do it. And as far as like the more trans, um, more trans visibility at Berkshire Pride this year, I was outreaching all over the place. Like I reached out to some folks in Northampton. I was trying to just get more representation because I think we're lacking that specifically in the Berkshires. Right. So just and, wanted to comment on that. Yeah. No, thank you for that. And thanks for uh, broadening the, the scope of who's coming to Pride. So thank you, Cass. And also just considering, I'm going a little off script here, Sam, but considering how, you know, successful Pride this year was, how big is your committee that you're actually working with? Mm. That varies year to year. Yeah, Yeah, that's a nice way to put it, Cass. Um, Yeah. It's like, you know, because we kind of start off strong and then, you know, it winds down to maybe about, what, like eight of us? Mm-hmm. I think that kind of like held on strong and, and, and put the set, you know, all together. So, oh. yeah. And then when we get, if we get kind of desperate towards the end, we start pulling in favors from, you know, past committee members and stuff. Like, can you just do yeah. this or do this? Things right. like that. And everyone's yeah. pretty much willing to help. So. Bravo. I mean, eight people. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're allowed to ask the host any question, but I was curious, Sam, where you, um, where you're from, you said you're a lifelong Berkshire resident. Yeah. I grew up in Monterey. 
Oh, nice. That's My dad's wonderful. actually the police chief in Monterey. Okay. Yeah. He's very so, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where I'm from. Very cool. And I love it. Yeah, I haven't really wandered too far. It's just, you know, just kind of sucks me right back in. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cass, how that feels. Cass, are you born and raised in Berkshires as well? I was not. I was born in Springfield, and then I spent, like, much of my um, youth in Florida, actually. And I came back here um, when I was going to have a baby, like, almost 20 years ago. So I've been here ever since. Wow. Where in Florida were you? Panama City, which is in the panhandle. It's very beautiful beachy and very very uh uh country and homophobic and all of the things that you can imagine yeah (laughs) it must have been a breath of fresh air yeah i mean you know after i came out and i was in florida and i'm thinking there's just no way i can raise my kid here it's absolutely not not the place yeah yeah it's definitely a little bit more progressive in the north in the Berkshires. Do you feel that, um, Michael, since you first started till now and Cass, as long as you've been on the committee, do you, have you seen a sea change in acceptance of LGBTQ plus community at large in the county? Good question. Um, I, I want to say, I would like to think there is. And the reason I say that is just because I look at the, um, you know, the turnouts that we've been having each year um, at our Pride events. And as much as we have, you know, people within our own community, I see more and more allies come out each year as well. Um, And so, you know, and and not just allies, but allies, you know, and they're bringing their family, like their children. And so um, I'm, I'm just, so I'm coming at it from that perspective and thinking that there's generally more of an, uh, more acceptance and uh, more people being comfortable, especially like, you know, in, in bringing out, you know, their, um, you know, young kids and stuff to see drag, to see drag performances and just have that life experience at such a young age. So, um, that, that kind of leads me to, to believe where we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, living here was, um, it's been so much more progressive, like you guys mentioned. And so I haven't had much experience with it. Like it's always seemed more inclusive to me. Um, more so obviously, you know, as we're, we're all progressing together, but where I've seen more conflict is like the actual queer community, the older generations, like going, going back in time and we're getting so progressive and we're doing this and that. And there's a little bit of pushback on, you know, the things that we're doing, the terminologies we use and, and things like that. So that's where I've seen, and not so many, um, sort of confrontations with the straight community or anything like that. But like, definitely there's some funny stuff going on with the queer community. I don't know yeah. if anybody else has experienced that. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was recently talking to a, I won't name their name, but a, I guess a celebrity you would say, who's a, <laughs> who identifies as a gay man. And oh, on the phone with, with this person, um, very big in the nineties, this person was, and they basically 
we're just trashing, I think, gender identity in the LGBTQ plus community. And it was very, very mm. hard to hear. It was so surprising. Um, he's, he's a sexagenarian. So, but it's interesting to hear people uh, even of note or some sort of stature who are yeah. not as accepting about the entire community and being like, well, I got my rights. So thanks. Now I'm not going to fight for mm -hmm. everyone, everyone else. And I think that's why it was such a joy to see Berkshire Pride and just how mm -hmm. accepting and open it was. And that it was like, we are accepting everyone within our community right. and we're doing the best for all of us, not just for, not just for one of us. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for, for me, the, the entire time, my motivation for even wanting to be on this committee and seeing Pride happen each year and being successful is for our younger generation, for our youth, because I mean, as you know, Sam, like we didn't grow up around here with any of that, you know, here in the Berkshires, no. um, definitely not in Pittsfield. It wasn't something talked about, you know, growing up in, in the schools around here. And so just the fact that we can provide some of this to, to the youth in this area and the community, that's, that's kind of what keeps me going. And it's like so heartwarming every year to see just how much youth shows up and to see them so comfortable and just wearing whatever flag they identify with like around their necks and just having a, a wonderful day. Like that's, that's what it's about right there. You know, it's been an incredible transformation. Then I feel mm -hmm. like in a short period of time for this area, it's been so yes. amazing to watch. Yeah. And, 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 and back to, um, I'm sorry. Back to Sean, uh, just something I had thought of back to Sean's original question about, um, you know, the growing acceptance in this, in this area, or if it's growing, you know, um, I recent experience in my, you know, professional work environment, you know, I have more and more coworkers that are asking questions, um, you know, how they can be more inclusive in their own work that they're doing. Um, you know, questions like, should I even be asking gender sex on these forms that we have in my department? And, you know, how necessary is that? What's the right terminology to be using? Um, we recently at work created a Department of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion that received a lot of support, um, you know, both publicly and in internally in the workplace. So, um, you know, that to me is another indicator that, again, we're hopefully going in, in the right direction of things and, and sending the right message out there. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you guys worked with the DA or anyone in that department, especially with like outreach or? So I know that they want to do things or they would like, they were saying, they're, they're talking a lot about wanting to do things, but we have not collaborated on much. Okay. Um, one of our um, committee men members, the uh, entertainment director, you guys know, Boxa, um, she works for them. so she has a lot more interaction with them and the kind of things that they maybe want to get involved in. So we haven't, as Berkshire Pride, really had too much with them. Okay. That's me saying it. But like... I actually, yeah. <laughs> you, so, and I'll, I mean, do you have any like projected, like what are your future goals? Do you have any events or what's in the horizon for the Berkshire Pride Committee? Ooh, it's so exciting. I mean, I always have a million ideas, but then I realize that I don't have enough helpers and I can't do all the ideas. So I have to like chill out until I find some right. people who want to like buy into my things. Right. So definitely 
um, expanding the parade. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay. I don't know what you're yeah. thinking, but I'm, I know I'm on board. So Yay. yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's so good to hear that. We definitely, we're going to reconvene in like the end of this month and in August to like build the new committee for the new year, but definitely the parade is going to be bigger in my hopes and dreams. But also I thought we could do like little, little events around the, the county. So just to keep ourselves relevant, we've been doing third Thursday, but you know, it's third Thursday, it's fun and stuff like that, but it's different. Um, so I reached out and I don't, maybe I won't say names. I reached out to a certain establishment in North County for doing like a, a queer plant exchange that I saw on TikTok. So it'd be something like we'd have like uh, wine or beer or whatever. And I reached out some, to some folks on that and we'd come with our little plants and we'd exchange. And then maybe it would be something else interactive for the day that the details aren't worked out, but I thought that would be like something new and fun and we could do it in North County. So I don't know, there's little things like that. And I'm Thank what about you. You, Michael? Yeah, no, I, um, we're, we're right on the same, um, same thought process here, Cass, because I think that, you know, we come around like one time a year, right? And I would love to see us have more of a presence year round mm -hmm. and do little, you know, little events to help us um, kind of fundraise for the event um, because it is, it's a, it's not a cheap event by any means to, to put on. And the more we want to grow, um, the more money that's obviously going to cost us. So if we can have little small events to get our community together, get our allies together, not even just, you know, um, for the purposes of raising the money, but just to keep our name out there and, you know, kind of keep us all together. Um, I would really, really love to see that happen. Thinking about Great Barrington, yes. they, have, they have a goal to put the rainbow crosswalks up, but they don't have anything queer going on in that town at all. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a, we're having we had a heck of a time trying to get a crosswalk um, in Pittsfield, and we didn't really get a crosswalk per se. We did have a rainbow painted on the um, street that the parade came down, um, which was you know we'll make for nice photos and, and such. But um, so we hope to do you know try and do a little bit of more of that coordinating with um, with with Pittsfield next year in advance. But, um, but yeah, I think we just need to, you know, a gala is a great idea. Um, just, just something to get our, get our community together, keep, keep our surprise money. name out there, yeah. raise money, get more volunteers, hopefully. Yeah. It, it yeah. um, I think it'd really work, work out well. Yeah. The volunteers thing is the big one. Like even more than yes. getting the money, I'm like, let's get the volunteers and let's also some incentive to stick around. Like, I don't know what that could be. I mean, because I think as community organizers, we give so much of ourselves. You have to want to do it. You have to be dedicated to right. doing what you're doing. And so mm -hmm. I think most of us, our incentive is just like outcome, right? We're so excited to see what we put together and, and how the community responds. But sometimes you need to have something else. So I don't know what we're going to have to do, but there's got to be some kind of an incentive that we can offer or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, like we would really have loved to um, have hosted like an after pride event somewhere, like literally on that same day right after. And we've talked about it, um, you know, our pride committee, but we just don't have, you know, the bodies to make it happen because so much time and attention goes into the day of event that, you know, there just wasn't. So hopefully as we grow, um, you know, our volunteer volunteers, we can start to focus on some other events and 
and uh, after pride parties and, and so forth. Well, we want to help you out with that. So yeah, whatever that'd be wonderful. Know. Great. Yeah. This was record. This was recording, right? Because I'm going to come back to you next year and be like, "You said." <laughs> great. That'd be great. Yeah, I would like to see us develop into like a whole Pride weekend, a whole thing. But like yeah. Michael said, like anybody who's at the event on Saturday cannot possibly do another thing for the rest of the day. I mean, it's just an it's all. True. It's, we're exhausted by the time we leave. So we right. literally need to set up committees, like subcommittees, essentially. Right. It could be fun. Yeah, no. It, and just being there, it was a monster to put together. Like everything from yeah. all, the, all the tents, all the sponsors, all the talent, uh, just getting everything together was such a feat. So I just thank you for that. And I applaud you once again. It's like the eighth time. When I tell you 10 more times, <laughs> you did an amazing job. I did it with like only eight people. That's like, and, so and, and I, and I, and I have to say, I mean, Cal, out of all of our committee members, I mean, Cass had this together. She was amazing. And, and all that she pulled off and put together and the people she connected with, it was, it was really really something. So something to be proud of, Cass. Thank you. Thank you. I will say I could not do it without the committee, number one, but also our community members are really amazing. Anybody that I reached out to was super helpful. They had amazing ideas. Like, I mean, I just couldn't, our community is really something like all of the vendors, all of the like um, resource tables and stuff like that. All of those folks are not only inclusive, like especially the vendors, they, they not only want to participate, they they curated items for Pride, homemade, True. you know, items that people could purchase. And yep. the community loved it. Everyone was buying. No one walked away. No vendors walked away and said, you know, this was a, not a great day for me. Everybody did well. And I think that that really speaks to the community as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the Berkshires, they rock. Do you plan on hosting in the same spot next year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was like a really great, the park yeah. was, it was perfect. It was really and I, nice. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Cass, but I think we already have like several dates for the next like three years booked for the common. Yeah, oh, they're, right. not, they're not formally like permitted, but they're on they're, the They're books, booked, so. they're reserved, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the basic, the reason that we use the common park is it's a beautiful, amazing location, right? The park is underused. And then it's centrally located for both North and South County. And the reason why we like to keep it on Saturday is because the buses run. So you could really right. come in from anywhere. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the reason why we keep it there. But there's and, yeah. and many other reasons, but but those are the yeah. main ones. Parking parking is a little dicey, um, for sure. We 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 recognize that, but um you know, it, it, what's funny is that I think Cass, correct me if I'm wrong, we had over a hundred vendors, right, at this mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. And I think we had Pittsfield, the city of Pittsfield, a little nervous because this was like the biggest event that had been hosted in the common park, like ever since it was um, redone wow. several years ago. So, and we showed them that we could make it work. So, the queer community always keeping the city on their toes, you know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think I think they didn't realize like the gravity of the festival. Although I tried to like, I tried to like get them on, 
not that they weren't on board, but I don't think that they thought it was going to be such a big deal. And then I went to do the walkthrough for the parade, which, you know, is a short route up Eagle Street. And I'm walking with the lieutenant and then we're, you know, navigating that. And then he he just happened to ask, like, how many vendors? And I said, I think we we're at like 113. And I think he he almost had a heart attack. He was he said no one nobody can go in the park no vehicles in the park absolutely none because in years past people could pull in right by Zion Church and then like kind of get to where they needed to go or whatever but he said oh no absolutely not so we had to like navigate that and like that was a whole situation for the vendors and stuff and bringing their stuff across is a big production but mm-hmm. everybody uh-huh. was great no one yep. pushed back on that so applaud there's so much there's so many details that no one sees that happen that yeah it's just like wild to me um and then i know we have a few more questions left but i just want to ask one one what was your first pride my first pride was in northampton actually i went to northampton pride yeah my first pride was in columbus ohio and that was my daughter was like six it was her first pride too and that was something because they have a lot of different rules over there. I mean, wow. it's, it's wild. And they have a great uh, pride but, event though, don't they? Oh, awesome. The parade. Yeah. Fantastic. They have a huge park situation that is like the after parade area, but yeah. like they do, I don't know if the rules are the same. I and mean, that was a long time ago, but you know, that women can just, just not wear shirts as long as they have some pasties, no shirts required. In the parade, the guys, you know, they had the thongs and the thongs were not almost not on and (sighs) everybody was cool with it. And I, I knew it was going to be, you know, something. So I'm like, I told my daughter ahead of time, I said, if you see anything that makes you uncomfortable, just look away and we'll talk about it later. But she had a blast. (laughs) She had a blast. (laughs) That's awesome. Ohio, indeed. What is going on there? Who would your dream pride headliner be? that's a good question oh my goodness my dream headliner it's Britney bitch <laughs> that's my dream that's that's my dream <laughs> no, I think I would love it to be someone local I I I mean we've had some oh I thought entertainers. we were going big. I'm sorry I'll try and scale <laughs> well, back a little <laughs> dreams are dreams. I'll you also know. try and think of a queer performer too. Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's queer enough. She's queer enough. <clears throat> yeah, I would think someone local and I, I'm not sure like I always have a, a thing about entertainers like we want them to be part of the queer community, but I also don't want them want to ask them if they're part of the queer community because I feel like, you know, is it that relevant? I don't know. To some people it would be but so I, for the, for the last couple of years, I've been like reaching out to Rach. You guys know Rach? Anybody? No. no? no. Okay. So she was a local girl and she, if you might, she, she's sort of a hip hop kind of singer and she does, let's say her, her most notable song is called Money Pies. This was like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. She did this Money Pies. She's done some more since, but her dad is very good friends with my wife. And they worked together at Berkshire West years ago and stuff. And so I'm always trying to get him to get her to come and do some pride stuff. But she's she's off. She's traveling. She's doing all the things. And she's kind of not available. But I've always wanted her to come because I think the younger crowd is really going to go wild with her. Mm-hmm. And she's local. 
So that's my dream person. Hey, Rach, if you hear this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we gotta we should work on that. That's a great thought, Cass. Yeah. That's a really I've great tried, thought. Tried, tried, Some but... someone that I thought of, they're not like super local here, but like I'll, I'll use I'll say Massachusetts local is uh Juju B. Oh, um, which yeah. you may be familiar with, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. from Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but, you know, I've, I've seen her perform plenty of times in Boston and, and so forth. So that would be great to have her at a, at a local Pride event. I've worked on Drag Race and Drag U. So let me see who I can talk to. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I'll just throw out there. It. I'll throw out there that our entertainment director is has sore, he's, you know, him and Drag Race, they, they, they have history. Yeah. Okay. So they do we might want to go easy on the drag race stuff but yeah (laughs) oh boxa monterey born and bred (laughs) another what's in the water what's in the water down there in monterey well i'll tell you i live on probably (laughs) the queerest street (laughs) i've ever lived on and i and i lived in new york city for almost 20 years but we, yeah. out of 12 houses, four are queer households. Mm. That's wild. It's yeah. probably good living out there. Yeah. A lot of porcupines and queer people. <laughs> and I've never even been down that way. So we well, all are invited. Yes. Yeah, it's really beautiful. A lot of lakes. A lot yep. of trees in nature. I mean, I do have one last question. Because I feel okay. like if anybody's going to know, it's going to be you guys, but any leads on any cool queer establishments opening venues, nighttime, anything. Oh my gosh, we <laughs> so need them. We so we need, so need something. <laughs> so I, I have just one thing specifically that I know is happening and I'm going to just look it up because I don't want to like misspeak, but um, have you guys heard of Pup Daddy Productions? It's a queer-owned sort of pop-up DJ type of person, and they are typically at um, right now at Methuselah several nights a week. But specifically, they're they're aimed to do a a queer night once once a week or once a month. So they occasionally will send me updates on whatever they're doing, like right now, so we can post it. But they're trying to have like because they do like vinyl, old school vinyls and stuff. So their queer night would be something like, um, like, let me see, there's my latest message from them. They're at Methuselah and they're doing a George Michael night. So if you can think, Methuselah is very small, but they're doing yeah. George Michael on the vinyl. I mean, it's gotta be, it's queer, that's queer. So they're trying. So I, yeah, I think um, we definitely need like a more dedicated space for sure. Um, yeah. that would be amazing. I think it would bring out a lot of people. Um, and from what I know, cause I've been to a couple of, um, DJ pup daddy's, uh, nights at Methuselah and they've been a blast. And I think his intent is to do it once a month on like the first Thursday of the month that it would be like dedicated LGBTQ plus pride night. We're going to have to check that out. Yes. But other than that, I have no other leads. So, <laughs> but if you guys do, please let us in. Okay. Yeah. We will. You know, long-term goals for Berkshire Pride, I feel like at some point we'll have a nice little pride space where not only we can have like meetings and stuff, but have event space, you know, this has been on my agenda for a long time, but it's a big, it's a bigger undertaking than we probably 
can do right now, but it's definitely on the list and event space is really important for that sure. project. Well, it's in the works. That's all that matters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Manifesting. Manifesting. That's right. A queer potluck or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, Love it. as we're coming to a close here, I want to, um, I want you to let our audience know where they can find out, find out about you and Berkshire Pride and where they can follow and also help donate. And also if they want to volunteer, who can they contact also? So volunteering, donating, all of those things you can find yeah. at BerkshirePride.org. Um, the latest events, which we haven't had any, so, but, so it's whatever, we're gonna update soon. <laughs> um, um, but definitely you can volunteer, you can donate, you can give us feedback from this last year's event, things you wanna see, if you need improvement, et cetera. And then Berkshire Pride, I think our Facebook is Berkshire Pride 413, something like that. Berkshire Pride yep. for Instagram too. So that's where we are. Again, a huge round of applause for everything you've done thus far over the years. Thank and just and congratulations you. on a huge successful event that I, I just can't wait to see how it's going to grow year over year. So huge round of, of applause. Too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Was that an incredible interview? Amazing. I love having that one-on-one -on -one time with them and really getting to know them. And I hope that we get more opportunities to work with them, which I feel like they're in the future. I see some BRQ and Berkshire Pride getting together. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. And also make sure you subscribe and also follow us on social media, uh, the Berk Squares or Berk Squares, whichever platform you choose and uh, tell a friend. All right, Samala, this is wonderful. So great to see you. Samala, always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.